Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. We are rolling for another week of Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Thank you for finding us and for sharing with a friend as well. Joel, back in the saddle here, as I say, uh, just uh, hopping on the white horse and uh, riding along with Jesus here as we... This week, we're going to be talking about some interesting things that uh, sort of crack the traditional mindset about some things that Jesus said in the scriptures, the gospels, as they're called, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And as always, uh, we're going to probably be uh, bringing up some things that might be the opposite of what you've been taught throughout the years, but hang in there with us, and uh, I think you'll be excited to hear some of what we've got to share. Yeah, and I think it will be enlightening you know, for someone who is maybe a little bit confused about uh, some of the things that Jesus said. I mean, when I was new in this walking with the Lord thing, I really, I would read some of the things that Jesus said, and, and I would try to follow what he said, then I thought, I, I just don't get it. Paul says, you know, we're under grace. We're not under law. And then Jesus, here's Jesus, he's teaching some stuff that sounds a lot like the law, and I don't really get it. I don't understand it. And I kind of would ask the question. <laughs> what, I, I Well, it, back then, I wasn't brave enough to ask myself the question, was Jesus right or was Paul right? But later on, I heard some people uh, discussing this, and I joined in on some discussions like that. And I, I realized that the answer to that question, was Paul right or was Jesus right? The answer is yes. <laughs> they they both were right, but they both had their own context in which they were talking about things. And so uh, we'll try to shed some light on some of that stuff today, too, here on Growing a Grace. And I just wanted to also mention that uh, you can uh, download all of our past programs, of course, at org. Check uh, me out on Twitter as well. It's at Grace Roots. Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Roots. Yeah, lots of ways to connect with us. If you'd uh, like to send us an email, get a hold of us, have something on your mind you want to share with us, feel free to do that. Graceroots at gmail.com. All that information can be found over there at growingandgrace.org. So how do we uh, start this discussion here, Cap? <laughs> well, I think a good place to start, Joel, is in Matthew chapter 5 with the Sermon on the Mount, starting with the Beatitudes and that kind of thing. But let's just uh, lay just a little foundation here. First of all, we've got our Bible, right? We've got the Old Testament, and we've got the New Testament. And they may be different than the Old Covenant. In other words, the Old Covenant and the Old Testament, not necessarily the same thing a lot of times. And the same with the New Testament and the New Covenant. So before Jesus died, the New Covenant had not been ratified yet. The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians that Jesus became a man, obviously, was born of a woman, under the law. Well, we know, of course, now, for those of you who have listened to our program in the past, and if you haven't, we've got several hundred for you to check out mm-hmm. <laughs> at growingandgrace.org. But for those of you who are familiar with uh, where we're coming from in, in this Growing in Grace, we are no longer under law. As Gentiles, non-Jewish people, we never were under the law. So a lot of times you'll hear me and Joel say we, 
And we're just trying to, you know, make a point that the people who were under it, even though it wasn't us as Gentiles, it was the Jewish people. Sometimes we say we, and you'll just have to live with that. But <laughs> so there were people who were under the law, but we under the new covenant no longer are, whether Jew or Gentile, neither one. So I just wanted to clarify that. So Jesus was born under the law, and he was ministering to people, the Jewish people, who were at that time under the law of Moses, which was, you know, a very burdensome thing to have to try to live through and relate to God through, but it was the covenant that was set up back on Mount Sinai with Moses, the beginning of that covenant set up with the Jewish people and, and God at that time. And in a sense that the Jewish people were, because a covenant is an agreement by two or more parties. And so that the Jewish people agreed to the covenant. God didn't just force them into it. God offered it to them three times explained what the covenant contained, and three times the Jewish people responded affirmatively that they wanted to be linked up with God through that covenant, the old covenant, the, the, the law of Moses. And, and so that all took place back then, and it carried with them through the centuries. And they, so they were sort of married to this covenant, and they related to God through it, which was a, a covenant based on, much of it, based on performance. And that's why a lot of times, Joel, I think when we, uh, especially those of us who didn't understand grace in our earlier years, or those of us who were just learning about it, when we would read the, the sayings, the teachings of Jesus, they seemed so performance-based. Mm -hmm. And so we would read these little verses, and sometimes that's all we would read is a verse, and we would get stuck on it and get focused on it. And, and so we would approach God from a, a standpoint of performance, much like what the Jews did, under the law. It's not that way anymore under the New Covenant. We'll probably cover more about the New Covenant later, but I think some things we want to point out about what Jesus and some of the things that he said here, don't think of some of what he's saying from a performance-based teaching. Think of it as Jesus, obviously the Son of God, God in the flesh, but a man who was a prophet and teacher under the law. I just wanted to lay that groundwork, Joel, and then we can probably get started here with the Sermon on the Mount. And a lot of people think that Jesus had this new teaching that was new covenant teaching that was just so different. And uh, while it was different, what Jesus was really teaching or revealing to the Jewish people was what the law was stating. And so what Jesus was really teaching, much of what he was teaching on the Sermon on the Mount was the law that they were already under that they may not have fully understood. Right, yeah, and what really threw me off, looking at the Sermon on the Mount, back before I had that foundation that you just talked about there, you know, without knowing that Jesus had come as a teacher of the law to those who were under the law, that the things that he said, it wasn't a Christian teaching, but it was a law teaching, or it was a teaching to the Jews. Things like Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, where he would say, do not think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill, for assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Now that's key right there. But whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And so I'm thinking, all right, I'm supposed to keep the law. Jesus said so right there. But that would differ from what Paul says, who says, we're not under the law, we're under grace. 
Well, here's something. Jesus went on to say in verse 20, Matthew 5, verse 20, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And that kind of scared me, because I, I knew that some of the Pharisees and scribes were bad people in some ways, for various different reasons, but I also knew that they were the law keepers. They were the ones who, at least uh, back in that day, they were known as the ones who would put on a good show of keeping the law, and I thought, how can I ever do that, exceed the righteousness that they have? But then, of course, I would weigh that out with what Paul said, that we're not under the law, but under grace. And as I've shared many times on this program, the key, one of the key things that really helped me was uh, Romans 3.19. Paul says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may become guilty before God. And I began to see, the wheels began to turn in my head that, all right, whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, I know And I didn't really realize at the time that I was a Gentile. I just realized that as a Christian, I wasn't under the law. That was my thinking at the time. I realized, okay, Paul says I'm not under law. So what Jesus says here, that's not to me. That's a teaching to those who are under the law. And things began to fall in in place for me right there and then, just knowing that the only way that my righteousness can exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees is if my righteousness is no longer my own righteousness, but it's God's righteousness that we find in Romans uh, 1, 16 and 17 and, and various other places. That It's God's righteousness that has been given to us as a gift. Absolutely a gift. And uh, so when Jesus said, you know, that I, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Of course, the, the law demanded perfection, but of course, nobody could live up to it. And we're not just talking about the, the so-called Ten Commandments here, but of course, over 600 other laws over that. And, you know, it's just impossible for people to live up to it. That was the point of the law. It was meant to bring us to Christ, to bring us to the end of ourselves. But, but Jesus said something in Luke 24, after he had risen, Joel, just to kind of clarify what we're trying to say here. A couple of guys walking down the road just all bummed out that Jesus had died in spite of what the women saw and the the angel appearing to them and telling them what had taken place. Really, nobody believed them. They just thought this was fairy tale stuff, what they were hearing here. <laughs> and so Jesus shows up, and there's a couple guys here, and they say, he's like, hey, what's going on? Oh, don't you even know what happened? And so then Jesus revealed himself to them and said, you know, here it's me. I, I am alive. And he went on to tell them, A couple different places here in Luke 24, Joel, it says that Jesus began to teach them the scriptures and how the scriptures revealed Jesus, the Old Testament scriptures, of course. They didn't have a New Testament back then. But then later, about 20 verses later, Jesus shows up to the rest of the apostles or the disciples, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. He said to them, it is written, and it was necessary. For the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. It was necessary for that. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. And so Jesus said this to them. Now listen to this carefully. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be what? Fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets 
and the Psalms concerning me. And it was something we don't understand uh, that the Jewish people did back at that time when it came to the what we call the Old Testament scriptures. They were kind of divided up into three ways. The Torah, or the, the books of the law, the books of the prophets, and then something just called the writings, which would include the Psalms and some other things. And, and so G- Jesus expounded on those three things to them and revealed to them the Old Testament and Old Covenant scriptures that revealed the fulfillment of all of those things in him. Yeah, and that's so important, that word fulfilled, and that Jesus did fulfill that. You find in in the book of Hebrews how God says there will be, well, it looks back to the Old Covenant scriptures in Hebrews 8 and, and says, uh, quotes from the, those scriptures saying, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. And so when Jesus was alive and walking around and teaching the Jews, he was teaching under that old covenant yet. The new hadn't come because the things hadn't been fulfilled yet that we're talking about. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his ascension, and and all of this stuff. It hadn't been done yet. The new covenant hadn't yet come, and so Jesus was teaching under the old covenant. That's a point that we really need to highlight here. And our time is done for this one, but we're going to keep on talking about this stuff because there's so many great things to bring out and hopefully uh, many more things that we can understand regarding why Jesus taught the things he taught and said the things that he said. So we'll do that uh, again next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.